Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is Brett, Ken, Ken. Oh my God. <laughs> I know a rusty, but man. <laughs> da, take two. It is, Brett, it is Brett, Derek, and Mike. Um, I can always call Ken, see if he wants to come on. And welcome to Mighty Marvel Geeks. Or Weeby uh, Geeks are... And, and and welcome to the DC Janitors Podcast. Wait. <laughs> now now wait a minute. So so tonight we have Brett and no jewels. Hmm. Curious. The conspiracy thickens. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. I swear it's like Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson. And, and as I'm checking for more stories, I come across this. I think we talk. Oh, don't say content not available. We actually. There we go. We talked about this over on. Um, there we go. We talked about it on Wookie Radio. And this is the cleanest picture I've seen of it yet. Oh, right. Yeah. The BBE9 or 9E. Mm-hmm. Yep. That almost has. Um, what do we say? R R six feel to it? Kind of, yeah, but maybe a little um, squished, squished down, kind Actually, of. No, what we said. This is like the the, the BB series version of the R five. Yeah, right. right yeah. You no, know, I've got that book right here. Let me scroll to that page again. Because R five is a settling, but it's not an R five. Brett, I got this awesome book from my mother in law. It's the uh, Star Wars, the new essential guide to droids. And it goes up through the Clone Wars series. Very cool. Um, yes, the R6. It, it would be the equivalent of the R6 head. So, actually, it's probably closer to to the C1 heads, you know, a.k.a. Chopper, who's a C1 it's yeah, actually, I would. It's actually closer, I would say so. Yeah, it's almost closer to that with the lar- you know, with yeah. the larger eye, but the the head shape is almost the C one shape, C one or the R or the R six shape. Yeah, it's interesting. But but this this is one of the cleanest versions of this that I've seen, and the inner circles of the gray circles on on the nine E are open vents, and you can actually see into it. A little bit, because you see the different light, you know, red. Yeah. That you don't see on BB-8. Interesting. Sorry to sidetrack like that, but I'm like, oh, this is so perfect. (laughs) It's that perfect picture. And and it helps explain what we were talking about over on Wookiee Radio. Uh, I believe that's the episode that comes out this week. Sure. (laughs) I don't, I don't even remember. I remember we were, (laughs) I remember us talking about it. I don't remember if this, if it was this past week's episode or this upcoming episode. Mm. Um, I guess that means spoiler. We record two episodes a night when we actually record Wookiee radio. (laughs) 
That's just crazy talk. It is. It, it's crazy. You think it's crazy talk? <laughs> <laughs> Try doing it, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, wait. Huh? Nah, um, talk, well, talking about just doing it. Gremlins 3 writer lets us know that the twisted and dark plans for, for the movie, um, this is from, it's an interesting site. It's called Throwbacks. Uh, throwbacks.com is the, is the website. And they, they start off, Hollywood isn't going to stop making sequels and reboots. That much is clear. No matter how much we keep telling them they should make new movies, they uh, insist on revisiting past hits. This time, it's Gremlins. Uh, Gremlins 3 is currently in production by Chris Columbus, creator of the original movie. Um, so it's not like the movie will be a big new reboot. Uh, but there were a, a lot of concerns about that. Uh, Columbus is actually writing the script as well, which means he will have more control than the previous sequel. Gremlins Love 2, it. Gremlins 2, the new batch. Um, and he's been very honest in saying he didn't enjoy Gremlins 2 because he wasn't really involved in it at all. Uh, for the third installment, he's taken over and written the script himself. Uh, this is his quote. I'm really proud of the script. It's twisted and dark as anything. So we'll see. It's always been a budgetary conversation when we go, when we're going to shoot it. I wanted to go back and to the really twisted sensibility of the first film. Um, I found that that was very, a very easy place for me to fall back to, fall back into and start writing again. So hopefully we'll see that movie soon. Um, so while I'm waiting for the page to load, the next page. This actually gives this actually gives me a lot of hope mm-hmm. um, yeah. for for this movie because I I love the first Gremlins movie and I actually I like the second one um not as much as the first obviously but you know I I I will say I did enjoy Hulk Hogan breaking the fourth wall in that movie. <laughs> Um, of course, that's when Hogan was in his heyday. Um, so the, the Mogwai are certainly unique, uh, but none are, are as special as Gizmo. Um, the, the little gremlin managed to work his way into our hearts and, and, and our, our feels, uh, even though he may not have, he, he may or may not have caused more harm than good. I don't know if he caused it, but I think well, it was people not people not listening to the the, the instructions. But right? Yeah. Well, when yeah. he got when he got wet with the with the five drops that happened to hit him. Um, mm. Think about it. Those spawned off. Could you say the five different personalities of Gizmo? Mm-hmm. Perhaps. So to think that, you know, the mentality of Spike actually lives in Gizmo. Oh, uh, I don't want to be there for that day. Oh, Gizmo, yeah. oh, you're so cute. Gizmo, won't you do won't you do something special for us? Whoa, Gizmo, back off. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to have to give a little shout out to my sister here in England. Um, one of my favorite memories from Gremlins is um, there was a line in the movie where uh, Stripe says uh, he just says Gizmo Kaka, and after the movie, my sister that was like her favorite line in the whole movie, so she kept saying it all the time. Nice. <laughs> That's cool. Um, 
Now, when when asked why none of the characters have thought it would have been wise to kill off Gizmo, um, Columbus says, very good observation. That comes up in the movie, certainly. I think it probably is a good idea. It was a good... I think probably is a good idea, to be honest with you. Too many people are dying. Hence, we're not going to kill him off. Um, does that mean we're going to see Gizmo dead? Uh, that seems unlikely, but you never know. Um, another thing people are worried about is the potential for CGI over puppets. Um, personally, I want to see the puppets. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well... Um, but Columbus addresses this concern as well, saying, oh, without a doubt, minimal CGI. CGI will enable us to remove wires and make the puppeteer's life easier. It was brutal. It was like a marathon every night for those guys. In the bar scene alone, there were 18, 20 people behind the bar. Yeah. Uh, no one had any space to move. It was just hellish for those guys. So CGI will simplify that a little bit, but it's all puppets. Awesome. Good. So, that's where we stand with that. I am very uh, excited about this, and I'm very hopeful for it after mm-hmm. reading this. I am, too. Um, I didn't realize it was truly coming to fruition. Uh, I'm, gla- I'm glad to see that it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, we mentioned it before on the I, I, I think show we, before. I think we did, too, but I think we also said that um, we're just going to let it let it slide because we didn't we didn't see it really really follow through. Yeah, I think there were like rumors about it for a while and rumblings, but nothing official as of before previously. Yeah. So, I'm I'm actually excited if if this actually is happening. I I'm excited for this. Me too. Um and it seems like if if Columbus has his way, this is going to be what Snyder tried to do with Superman Returns. And basically almost have it say Gremlins 2 doesn't exist, mm-hmm. but it, it still is going to exist, if that makes sense. It, it, yes. it's, it's not you don't ha- you, you need to see Gremlins before you see Gremlins 3, but you don't need to watch Gremlins 2. Right. So oh, that makes sense. So that that's that's Gremlins. All right, now we're going on to some DC news. Yeah. DC and their latest episode of their web show, DC All Access, showed some folks some exclusive first look uh, art from the new uh, Jetsons comic that's coming out with uh, by Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor, who you may know from Harley Quinn and other comics. And looking at the art, looks uh, pretty nice, though. So yeah. Not sure why Jane and Judy kind of look the same age in that top picture. <laughs> Jane's had some work done. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, yeah. right now that's all concept art. Yeah, from Amanda. But you know, Jane Jane's got it going. Yeah, the Jetsons reboot features the classic family members, except this time Rosie the robot is imbued with the consciousness of George Jetson's mom. <laughs> <laughs> The plot is described as the Jetsons grapple with an incoming threat from the darkest corners of the galaxy. The comic will hit stores on November 1st. I kind of like the new look of uh, Rosie as well. Mm -hmm. And and I I like how they have her. Now, wait, was she grounded in? Yeah, she was grounded in the original. Mm. She she wasn't a a floating bot. I don't think so. No. I believe she was on wheels, if I remember correctly. I don't remember wheels or track. How how sad is this? This is a show we grew up with, and we can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long time ago in a galaxy far away. 
different franchise. <laughs> Feels like. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it could be could be fun. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I I have loved um, Amanda's Amanda's look. I, I love her art style. Mm. And if yeah. G- if Jimmy and and Pierre are are co writing this, oh man, how how twisted can this get? <laughs> and that could be fun too. Indeed, I've been liking the DC crossovers with uh, DC and the cartoons. I haven't actually read any of them. They're pretty good. And, uh, Batman in the Shadow and Batman and Elmer Fudd. <laughs> that just seems really weird to me. <laughs> yeah, but I think it was written by uh, Tom King. Oh yeah. Who well, I don't know. I'm probably in the minority. I don't don't really care for his writing that much. Mm, I like him. This current uh, war of uh, jokes and riddles is kind of boring to me. <laughs> Uh, I actually, as I said before, I'm behind on my books, so I haven't actually read any of that story arc yet. Yeah. Well, we'll talk after show. <laughs> but I did like his uh, Mr. Miracle that came out was good. Oh, I miss that. And I'm glad I got a. I'm glad I got a hard copy of it because it's uh, they was severely under ordered, so yeah. it's tough to find. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it was already selling for like twenty bucks. Oh, so yeah. I was lucky that my local comic book shop had it. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, how about we move on to some fun news f- involving Robert Kirkman? Oh boy! So, <laughs> yeah, oh boy is right. <laughs> this, this is this is a story that just keeps on giving and giving. It, it, it's like pooping on poop. <laughs> Sorry, I had to steal so, that from you. <laughs> 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 I forgot about that. <laughs> For more on that, see Keepers of the Fringe podcast. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> uh, oh, since you mentioned it over there before you go any further, I, I'm going to mm-hmm. ask Brett, because obviously Brett hasn't heard it yet. Is Would, would pooping on poop be equivalent to crossing the streams in Ghostbusters? <laughs> <laughs> Pooping on could. somebody else's poop. Yes. It's a mess, whatever it is. That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what you, you, you do in um in a portajon, you are essentially pooping on other people's poop. <laughs> and look at what happens in there. That's true. I'm not saying but I'm saying. But it's uh <laughs> This show took a strange turn. <laughs> so I guess that's what we get for recording without jewels. <laughs> Realizing nobody to rein in the poop. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm just going to go with show title, What a Strange Trip. <laughs> now, where, where's that Grateful Dead song? <laughs> well, where were, where were we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> poop on poop. Poop on poop. The, the lost Robert. Dr. Seuss song. <laughs> <laughs> so it was recently announced that Robert Kirkman and his uh, imprint Skybound Entertainment are leaving. They have left their overall deal with longtime home AMC in favor of what is said to be a sizable two-year overall deal with Amazon Studios. 
that in that deal, Kirkman will develop TV projects exclusively for Amazon Prime's video platform, which will also have a first look deal with Skybound. So um, it's not exactly the the full details of his exit are are not um, haven't at, according to this article haven't been uh, released um, as far as like what's going to happen to The Walking Dead and and what actually will be coming to Amazon and everything. But uh, on the film side, Kirkman has an overall deal with Universal Pictures, where he's been since 2015. And what I'm happy to hear is he's going to be working on an Invincible film at Universal. So that's nice. Yeah. Wow. Um, And basically... Uh, a few days after that news came out, it also came out that Kirkman, along with Gail Ann Hurd, Gail Ann Hurd, excuse me, Glenn Mazzara, and David Alpert are following Frank Darabont in suing over the blockbuster zombie series Walking Dead, and potential damages could reach one billion dollars. Holy crap! Yeah. Um, so, in what could become the biggest ever profits case in television history, and one that deserves widespread attention as merger media companies, ooh, I wonder who they're referring to, <laughs> grow ever more vertically consolidated, Walking Dead co-creator Kirkman and... The series producers have filed suit against AMC with the allegation they've been massively cheated. Um, So it first started with Frank Garibont, who who is the show's other creator, who was fired as an executive producer in the middle of the second season and is demanding $280 million in an accounting lawsuit that has reached a summary judgment phase. Uh, Now the other key creatives on the series are targeting significant damages of their own. Uh, With the participation of Kirkman, whose comic book served as source material for Walking Dead, and Heard and Albert, who continue to work on the series. That's interesting. I wonder what that's like. So when I'm working, uh, still working on the series while you're suing them. Right. Uh, AMC finds itself in court against those whose ongoing involvement is crucial to Walking Dead and perhaps AMC's future. Now, it's interesting because I think it's safe to say that Walking Dead probably is at AMC's biggest uh, biggest show, but I've realized I've kind of realized there's quite a few shows on AMC that I actually enjoy watching. So mm-hmm. this is this is going to make things very interesting. Uh, it says this case arises from a major entertainment conglomerate's failure to honor its contractual obligations to the creative people, the talent in industry jargon behind the wildly successful and hugely profitable long-running television series The Walking Dead. Uh, that's how the complaint opened. Uh, the defendant AMC entities exploited their vertically integrated corporate structure to combine both the production and the exhibition of The Walking Dead, which allowed AMC to keep the lion's share of series of the series' enormous profits for itself and not share it with the plaintiffs as required by their contracts. Hmm. That's sneaky. Yeah, it is. That's, yeah. So this is this is looking like quite a big mess. And if AMC's been really holding back on them and not giving them what they are owed contractually, whew, this this is going to be a mess. 
Yeah, they have to pay yeah. out a billion dollars. That's gonna. Yeah, exactly. Probably sink them. Oh man, I hope not. Because, like I said, there's there's other shows on AMC that I do enjoy watching. Mm-hmm. I, I love watching Preacher. Yep, Preacher is awesome. Uh, Into the Badlands, I enjoy. That show is awesome. Is uh, Legion on there too? No, that's FXX. FXX. Okay. X. What? X-X-X. Legion. X. Yeah. Yeah. No, Legion's oh, okay. on FX. Gotcha. FXX. Um. They have another another show I love is Humans. Um, I recommend that one if you haven't watched that one. That one's awesome. I absolutely love Comic Book Men. Yep, Comic Book Men. That's a great show. Hence why we have had Ming Chen and Mike Zapsik on the show. Mm-hmm. So, so this all... Oh, that's right. Uh, Better Call Saul. I love that show. Yeah. Yep. Not a fan, but that's okay. But I wasn't a fan of, uh, I know y'all are going to shoot me. I wasn't a fan of Breaking Bad either. Oh, oh my loved, gosh. <laughs> I loved Breaking Bad. So good. So, whoa. Whoa. So, I didn't realize that. So, uh, <laughs> this is going to be something to keep our eyes on, it looks like. This could have huge effects, not just for AMC, but probably throughout Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It should be interesting to see what they're going to be putting on to, to Amazon because I know they've got their seasons on Netflix. So are they going to be pulling those off of there and going to Amazon or what? Mm. That's that's going to be a big hit for Netflix probably too. But I wonder I wonder what what new stuff he'll be doing for Net, for uh, Amazon too because yeah, like like the other article said, um, he's doing an Invincible movie with Universal mm-hmm. and um, he has outcast yeah on stars is it i think so well what's gonna happen with fear of the living dead or fear of the fear of the walking dead yeah <laughs> can't yeah. Can, we, can we just ditch it i know right that might actually be more more um of an amc owned property than the actual the regular the non-fear walking dead yeah, I don't know how much involvement Kirkman has on that. That's the thing. I mean, it's like where, I mean, it's, how? It's still based on his shows, though. Yeah. It is. So I don't know. I don't really see any mention of it in the articles. Yeah, uh, here's a funny, here's an interesting uh, thing. In response to the newest lawsuit, an AMC spokesperson says these kinds of lawsuits are fairly common in entertainment, and they all have one thing in common: they follow success. <laughs> Virtually every studio that has had a successful show has been the target of litigation like this, and The Walking Dead has been a number one show on television for five years in a row. So this is no surprise. Yep. Well, they still say they have enormous respect for the for them. AMC but, still respects them. So, but it wasn't just them. Uh, it wasn't just them suing though, right? It was other people as well, or just Kirkman's folks. It was it was Kirkman and the other producers. And and, okay. But it originally started with Frank Baradont, who was who was uh, let go in the middle of season two. Okay, and he, he started the lawsuit. He started his own lawsuit. Okay, can't so we all just get along? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to take since we all got a story in. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break and say, hey, go check out the homepage for WeBeGeeks.net. Support our affiliates. Go check out Comic Bento. Great way to get um, build up your graphic novel library. Uh, the boxes are reasonable. I think they're twenty five bucks a box. You get forty dollars worth of books. Uh, check out Ripped Apparel uh, if you're looking for you know Star Wars mashup T shirts, original Star Wars artwork, T 
t-shirts, uh, original geek based t-shirts that you're not going to find at your big box stores like Target, Walmart, Amazon. These are artists, you know, independent artist creations and there's, there's some great stuff with them. Um, and also to check out superhero stuff. And I'm just going to go back to the San Diego Comic Con when we talked about the Star Wars exclusives. Remember, remember how we talked about, um, the Hoth line, you know, with the Han Solo Hoth and the Adat driver? Mm-hmm. Superhero stuff now has it all. Oh, really? Nice. They've got the backpacks. They've got the wallets. They've got the purses. They've got the, um, the hats, the lanyards, the keychains. It all came in, uh, um, this week as we're recording. so That's awesome. So click on that superhero stuff link on the site. Take you right there. Then you get your Star Wars Hoth BioWorld merch from them direct. Can't go wrong. Love it. Like I said, there's some great stuff on there. Yeah, some of that stuff's really cool. So if you want to contact the show, email us at webegeeks at webegeeks.net. And we will get back to you guys. Um, or if you want something that you want us to give us a shout out on air, uh, like we did over on Wookie Radio with the Canto cast. And they've started off their first show. Uh, and again, Star Wars pods unite. There's no reason why we can't welcome a new show into the into the realm. That's right. Just like we welcome had welcomed a new geek show into the realm when Keepers of the Fringe came along. Yeah, those guys have been really cool. So it's good that we. I don't know that that Derek that Derek guy. Uh, I I don't know. Well, <laughs> luckily they they have Chris to hold everything together. So yeah, especially with the poop on poop. <laughs> <laughs> so um well let's get right into the juicy stuff of this particular show and what um, is, yes. i just want to i just want to say uh perhaps you might want to not say poop on poop and then in the next sentence say juicy stuff <laughs> <laughs> oh with, with this particular convert with with where we're going next uh yeah i guess so yeah that's true that particular poop on poop is juicy <laughs> i suppose it is and, and you know what's going to happen. We're going to get that, that iTunes review. Oh, they're so juvenile talking about poop on poop and juice. And <laughs> so whoever wants to write it, go ahead and write it. It's just if you do, please leave us a five-star review. Because <laughs> you know you're seriously laughing as we're talking about this. And you're going, oh, come on. Really? No. It, it, it's, that, you're, it's that stifle laugh. You want to laugh, but you're not going to. <laughs> Um, Let it go, man. Let it go. As it's saying frozen. Oh. Let's let it go. You really? You, you, you had to go there? Speaking of poop. <laughs> Don't run away from your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about this? We're going to talk DCEU, also known as DC Crap. I was thinking DCFU. <laughs> hey, it's a family show. That's true. It's a family show. I think it's a little late for that now. <laughs> Here we go. It's the DCPU. Yeah, there we go. That works. <laughs> because at the moment, this stinks like poop on poop. <laughs> Maybe that should be the t- show title. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how many downloads we get with that. Yeah, really. The, see, I'm writing this down or I'm going to forget it. This stinks. Like, because how many times have I texted you guys? 
what was that one line we said would make a great show title? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone was like, uh, which one? <laughs> there were several that show. That's why I always keep, when we record Keepers of the Fringe, which you can hear on the Weeby Geeks Network. Um, <laughs> I always keep a notebook, right? Make a little tiny notebook and pen next to me so that whenever I, you know, one of us comes up with a good line, I'm like, oh, that'll make a great title. And I usually have a bunch of them to go with to choose from. My, my, oh, nice. Awesome. Got it at Walmart. Very nice. Under five bucks. I have a, a Star Wars one for um for Trek United. I mean Wookiee Radio. <laughs> I, I just I haven't I haven't really found a nice journal to use for, for this show. <laughs> I, I'm thinking I'm thinking maybe a Ravenclaw journal book. Mm-hmm. I know I know Target used to have it, so I don't know. I ha- I haven't found that right thing because I don't want to do a Star Wars one, I don't want to do a Marvel one because that's the other shows. All right. I, I'm not doing D C because well then I become a junior janitor. <laughs> I can't do that. Um, you can always you can always try to find a Twilight one. <laughs> only if it sparkles. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it does. And I have to write into it at the very beginning. I am team team wolf. And I love Vampire Diaries and musical and, and musical crossover shows. Ugh. Oh wait, sorry, I'm channeling Jules. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, an early cut of the Justice League deemed unwatchable. I laughed when we heard this. Substantial changes are being made. Mm-hmm. It's like, and did did we not say what the trailer release from Comic Con? Which was the first real trailer. Trailer looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well, trailers tend to. But what happens with the DCPU when the trailers look awesome? Mm, the movie you, get, you get the flop of justice. You get Batman, Heart, Superman, the yawn of yawn of justice. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The the, right. o- the only. DCPU movie where the trailer was good and the movie was phenomenal was Wonder Woman. Yep. Now, Wonder Woman still had some flaws in it, but I loved the new character, the new villain. Mm -hmm. I loved... I I think, to me, I'd rather have seen more of a fight with her than with Ares. Yeah, I agree. I don't think she had enough. Ares should have been Uh, a... Like a behind-the-scenes... See, I would I would have rather have seen Ares used more like uh, the Emperor from Star Wars, right? Yeah, um, or or Baltar from Battlestar Galactica. If we want to go with that comparison as well, yeah, or another exactly. comparison where here's someone who is the the catalyst for those characters. Um, and for the sake of me, I can't re- I can't remember her name. I want to call I want to say Doctor Poison. I believe it was yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Make the focus on her, right, and, and bring that to life. Yeah, that um, would have been. I, I would have liked to have seen that. Um, speaking of Wonder Woman, um, I just read today that Wonder Woman is coming back to IMAX theaters for a time. Yeah, I did see that. I didn't see when, but see that's something they're doing right. Um, they're they're probably going to do it right before Justice League comes out, just to kind of help hype Justice League. Probably, yeah. If they're mm-hmm. smart, that's what I would do. Because you mm-hmm. you, ha- you haven't really seen Marvel do that, except oh wait, um, 
I believe, starting either today or tomorrow. Well, at the time of this recording, uh, right now we're recording on the... Usually, I don't give dates that we're recording, but we're recording on Wednesday, the 23rd of August, the day before my birthday, but we'll save that for tomorrow. Um, there, maybe, maybe it's starting Friday, but Cinemark is going to be showing, I think, 11 of the Marvel films. Maybe oh, it, that's right, yeah. For five bucks each. Mm-hmm. And they're showing that like is a deal. Four, four or five a day. Well, three or four a day for three days. And uh, or I think Friday's got four films. Saturday's got five. Sunday's got four, and Monday's got four. Something like that. Or maybe it's starting tomorrow. Um, but they're they're doing they're doing five and you know they're they're doing eleven films for five bucks. Fifty five bucks. You could go see the entire Marvel franchise. That's and awesome, that, and that is, I believe, including Guardians Two. So let's talk about engine. Which yep. actually, Guard- Guardians Two is also coming out on DVD, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I just uh, I just saw on my inter- on my cable provider that we've got it on on demand already. Nice. Have y'all seen the Hasselhoff video? No. <laughs> I heard about it, but I haven't seen oh. it. Oh. James Gunn is in it as well, and the Stanley cameo is great. Ah, uh, and to see Dave Bautista with angel wings <laughs> or fairy wings is quite comical. It, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's. You, you could tell everyone, everyone have fun. That reminds me, I need, I need to get that Yondu drop of, of him going, "I'm Mary Poppins, y'all." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. God, that was classic. I want that T-shirt yeah. too. Yep. Um. So we learned. Uh, a couple of weeks ago that Warner Brothers was apparently unhappy with a few things on Justice League, namely the tone, which they felt was too dark in the portrayal of no. Cyborg. A Zack Snyder film too dark? No way. Mm-hmm. Hence why he wasn't really involved with Wonder Woman. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, these shoots, these reshoots, which are still taking place, are not standard pickups or additional photography. Why? Apparently, an early cut of the film was deemed unwatchable. The substantial changes to the film were ordered. Though unconfirmed, this is still um, scary to hear. Yes, it's reassuring to learn that Warner Brothers is making big changes in order to whip the project into shape, but this this is far from the first report towards the massive problems with the Justice League. Not to mention that when you couple it with what we've been hearing about the director changeover and rumors circling that... It doesn't exactly give much confidence on the film um, to emulate the success that the the studios saw with Wonder Woman. Um, although Batman, uh, Batman, uh, Batman, Batman, it's like you saying uh, Carl Urban. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Carl Urban. But you know, in every every time every time you, you did an impersonation to try and say it wrong, you said it right. <laughs> <laughs> when you were yourself trying to say it, you were saying it wrong. <laughs> Get in the car, Carl. <laughs> That's just my luck. Let's think of uh, The Walking Dead whenever I hear yeah, Carl. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Carl. <laughs> um. According to Batman on Film's report, um, it hasn't been confirmed yet that, um, and until it is, we'll wait for Justice League to to swoop into theaters on November seventeenth to see for ourselves. <laughs> Which here it is, August, almost the end of August, mm. and they're still doing mm-hmm. reshoots, and they still gotta get it edited, and any CG, any other effects, and everything else. 
Well, they did bring on a totally new uh, director. Yeah, Joss Whedon. Yeah, so notice he's going to have changes. Right, but the the thing is, the scary thing is, November's coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it'll be here. It'll be here before we know it. Yep. Yep. So um, beyond 2017, and aside from locking down a 2019 release date for Wonder Woman 2, uh, Warner Brothers has only been has has been coy about its future plans in the DCPU. Um, but there are rumblings that David Sandberg's Shazam movie. Um, a film that's seemingly much more lighthearted. God, please don't be like the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Elder. I will put on my seatbelt. <laughs> um, is next in line to enter production ahead of its debut uh, in the early stages of 2019. I'm surprised that that's still getting made. It's a, it's a long shot. I know, yeah, right? It yeah, it is. But it gets even better with Warner Brothers launching new DC movie franchises that are not part of the DCPU. Uh, here we go. You want to take this part? <laughs> sure. So, where do we begin? Well, we'll get, don't go as far back as, as the dinosaurs. <laughs> All right. So, that's an that's airplane reference. <laughs> In a shocking revelation, it's been announced that DC Films and Warner Brothers are planning a Joker origin movie that will introduce a new actor in the role of the iconic Batman villain. But that story has a footnote that DC fans will be freaking out about. Uh, According to DC, this will be the first film under a new banner that has yet to be named in which Warner Brothers can expand the canon of DC properties and create unique storylines with different actors playing the iconic characters. Uh, So, there's... Yes? Confusing much? I know. So, now they're saying they're going to create a whole nother movie universe completely separate from the DCPU. And kind of like I, don't know, I guess you could say it's kind of like uh, no, not even in Elseworlds. It's like a, it's like they're creating a, a multiverse, a cinema multiverse almost. Well, they they've already clarified as much that the TV shows are are in the same timeline, but not the same universe. Right. What does that even mean? <laughs> hence why Which, it, that means we get Ezra Miller and Grant Gustin as the Flash. Right. Which is bad enough, but now they're planning on doing another separate universe in which they're going to be doing a new Joker origin story, uh, which is weird. Although the one good, the one interesting thing about it is it's being produced by Martin Scorsese, um, and but it's going to be directed by Todd Phillips and it's. I'm just <laughs> dumbfounded. Yeah, why? Why? I don't. I just don't get it. And the only other, the only other plus I see in this is, at least it won't have Jared Leto as the Joker. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be a great bonus. Mm, but maybe they can do a CG of Heath Ledger. May they have enough uh, film left? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, okay. Let's let's go this route then. Who would be if they're if, if they're going to recast the Joker and not have Jared Leto for this project? Who would you really want to see that that's alive now as as Joker? I've had this discussion with people before, and it's it's. 
I don't know. It's hard to choose somebody now because I like I enjoyed Heath Ledger's performance so much that it's like, mm-hmm. and I I hated Jared Lee. It's like so polar opposite because I I loved Heath Ledger's performance and I absolutely hated Jared Leto's performance as a Joker. So, if we're mm-hmm. if we're going slightly older. Mm-hmm. How would you feel about Jack Nicholson's performance? I enjoyed it at the time. I, I mean, I still enjoy it for that version of Batman. And then, then I, I throw this out there, Christian Slater. And I had a feeling you were going to say that. <laughs> um, Question is, can he get slate? Can he get twisted enough? Oh uh, yeah, he can. I'm sure he can. Um, what people want him twisted enough? Sure, he did. He was. He did a TV show a couple of years ago that unfortunately didn't uh, didn't survive well. I don't. I don't think it made it past. I think it made it to season two, maybe. But he played this weird part where he was he was a uh, a guy and he had like a kind of like kind of like in Total Recall where he had like a another side of him that was that was like hidden that was more evil and stuff. And uh, I wish I could remember the name of the show, but right. he, he played a he played a pretty good um, like evil character. He's he's done some good stuff like that before. How about Carl? Uh, not Carl Urban. Um, Colin <laughs> Carl <Farrell>. Urban. <laughs> Colin Farrell. No, no, no. I don't think so. Well, look, look at him from. Uh, I, I'm not thinking Bullseye from Daredevil. I'm thinking more. Look what he did <laughs> with uh, with. Um, Oh, Colin Farrell! I thought you were thinking of Will. No, not of Will Farrell. Will, Will. <laughs> um, think, think of him from from, from Total from Total Recall. <laughs> I didn't see the remake of Total Recall. Believe it or not. Um, I don't know. Not as the Joker. I could see him. I could see him as some other villain, but not the Joker. Okay, let's go stretch another way. Ron Perlman. Mm, not as the Joker. Hmm. Uh, mind games thinking of uh, Derek. What? Yes, that was it. Yeah. Okay. Right, Christopher Walken. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'd rather Will Ferrell. <laughs> I kind of want to see that now. <laughs> Michael like Roker. <laughs> ooh, ooh, that's an interesting one. Since he's no longer needed in, in the Marvel verse, that's true. That could be interesting. Or uh, what's his name? Who played the governor? Mm, that, mm, that's interesting. Yeah. Or, or to really go out on a far stretch, Rucker Hauer. <laughs> so alive? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess now's a good time to check. Mm. I just I don't know who else to to to, to try and reach out to or, or consider. I don't know. It's a tough one because um, the joke is a tough uh, a tough character to yeah. handle. You have to uh, you know you have to be ready for it. Definitely. And, and the question is, do you do you want to go um, older actor? Do you want to go younger actor? Rucker Howard's still alive. Well, in in this case, they're they're doing an origin, a Joker origin uh, story. Okay, so it's gotta go younger. Yeah, which I'm I'm also not I'm not crazy about that. Well, his origin, well, his origins really changed over the years. Uh, yeah, the years. I don't really want to know. Definitive. I think no, knowing his origin kind of takes some of the. Uh, 
Yeah, but, but you know, even mystery away, e- even in golden age, silver age, bronze age eras, you, you look, you know, they put out DC put out a book, greatest Joker stories ever told. And there were mm-hmm. like two or three different origin stories in that alone. Yeah. Um, if you go newer, I mean, are, are, are we going to say someone late twenties, mid thirties? And that opens up a whole new realm of people to look at. I mean, if we go younger and we want him in his 20s, crazy as it sounds, what about Andrew Garfield? Mm. I mean, I didn't mind his acting in in Amazing Spider-Man. I just... It wasn't, that wasn't the right film. Yeah. Th- those films weren't super, to me, weren't superhero films. They were chick flicks. Right. I like, yeah, I liked him, but. I didn't mind Emma Stone either. It's. Yeah. It, it was chick flicks. There was too much love story in my superhero. It's almost like a Reese's commercial. You got your love story in my superhero. You got your superhero in my love story. Yeah. Well, let's call it Spider-Man. Amazing. <laughs> I think even to, to go potentially even even older, you know, making him slightly older, which is, you know, sort of like what they did with Jack Nicholson, even for an origin story. I think Thomas Hayden Church would be a good choice. Let him redeem himself for for Sandman. And Sandman, I thought he played a great Sandman. I thought he was. I thought he was good as Sandman. He just didn't. It's it just the movie around him wasn't good. Now I just looked up. You know, some I just Googled actors who could play the Joker just to see what came up and and uh, some interesting ones. Uh, Sam Rockwell, I could see that. Uh, they have they have uh, Christoph Waltz, who was a. Uh, from Inglorious Bastards, and he's pretty interesting. Doug Jones, huh, that's interesting. I don't know, it's tough though. Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> That would kind of be interesting. It would. I concur with that. That it would. Very interesting. So, but how about Matt Reeves being, what had Batman sold to him as being a standalone? Mm. Not good. Yeah, really. Not good at all. Uh, so, Batman's going to be in the DCPU, or is he not being in the DCPU? Mm, possibly both, if they're, you know. If that Affleck movie is still going on. Well, this is what we're talking about. It's the Affleck Batman. It's supposedly not going to be in the DCPU. Then how is he going to play it? He's the same Batman. I know, that's weird. And I'm sorry, if you're going to do something like that, then go ahead and give me my Elseworld story. If it's a, Just go ahead and go the one-off and give me Gotham by Gaslight in real life. DC is just trying so hard to make it more convoluted than it needs to be. I know, I don't understand what they're doing. Why? Why? But, Why? I know a couple people think, think they understand. You're a fading in and out, Mike. I'm fading. Well, I guess I faded for a second, um, but we're back. It's going to be seamless, even though it took hours. Okay. Yeah, it's Maybe now 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was sleeping. Uh, what, what's <laughs> going on? <laughs> um... But I, I guess we we had another article that still kind of tied in Batman not part of the DCPU, but bonus Luther cut from the Justice flop. Yeah, I mean, oh, that's a shame. <laughs> so, um, according to Batman on film. Uh, they are reporting that Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor will have no role 
in the upcoming team-up movie, despite a tease of his connection to the villain Steffenwolf. Finally, some good news about the movie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't have one, they confirm, of his role. If he did prior to all the changes and reshoots, it was cut. Uh, fueled by the hero's restored faith in humanity and inspired by Superman's selfless act, Justice League sees Bruce Wayne enlist the help of his newfound ally, Diana Prince, to find the greater enemy. Um, wait, I'm just now starting to hit a recap. Never mind. Uh, mm-hmm. While this should be marked as a rumor, uh, Eisenberg was already confirmed by Warners to return as Rex. Um, it would not be unheard of, though, because uh, and then for Joss Whedon to have cut Eisenberg's scenes or even ca- recast the role as he did with Bruce Banner in The Avengers. Wise choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but we also know too he did that because Ed Norton was trying to be a greedy little <laughs> and wanted mm-hmm. and wanted more directorial control as well with the Avengers. Yeah, no. Um, wow. uh, even re- recast the role given the poor reception of his stuttering. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, like Luther, might have even been a welcome <laughs> change. Still, until we hear it from the horse's mouth, we have to say this is rumor and speculation. Hmm. Let so, it be true. Please. Yes, please. So there we have we have that. So why did I get a beep on Facebook? I have no new messages. I have no new nothing. Anyway, um, but I'm gonna. How about this? I'm gonna end this off on a on an interesting note because uh, this is one of my favorite candies. M and M's is announcing that they are here to make this Halloween the best yet. <laughs> and you go, how can M and M's do that? Well, on Instagram, M&M's announced the cookies and scream M&M's. You're going, what is the cookies and scream M&M's? Well, cookies and scream M&M's are... They're, they're Halloween-inspired cookies and cream M&M's that have a dark chocolate shell and a white chocolate filling. Ooh. Mm. I'm sold. As long as they don't use the white chocolate that they did last time, and it was so buttery. It was like a straw. You know, that was a bag that lasted five days because it was so buttery. That <laughs> white chocolate is so buttery. Um, they, This new flavor is sort of like a mashup between M&M's and Oreos. But it doesn't get, but honestly, it doesn't get much better than that. Uh, Pop Sugar confirmed with a Target representative that Cookies and Scream M&Ms are exclusive to Target and are available now for $3 a bag. Oh. So I'm assuming these are going to be one pound bags or the, or the five pound bags. That would be my guess. Uh, an Instagram user noted in the, in his caption, this is all spooky foreplay for the triple chocolate M&M's coming this winter. <laughs> and while we're mm. question is, it's going to be a blue M&M holding a spear on the cover. Ah, ah, ah. Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, and while we're equally excited for those, we have a feeling these festive M&M's are going to be the star of Halloween candy this year. Well, no, because who's going to... Me, personally, I'm not tossing a kid a, a one-pound one bag of M&M's. And I'm not... I'm sure they have mini bags. <laughs> I don't know. They Sometimes the specialty ones, they don't do the mini bags. Oh. Usually the mini bags are either peanut or, or milk chocolate. Mm-hmm. I, I did also see Speaking of candies, Halloween candies, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups is doing bat-shaped uh, peanut butter cups this year. Nice. They usually do. I've never seen them. 
I, I've, seen, I've seen them in the past. Hmm. I, I, I've seen bat shaped. Of course, Easter you got the the, the, egg the eggs, the Easter egg until it's until it starts to get soft and melt. Then it looks like Easter poop. <laughs> um, if, you, I, if you put two together, it's Easter yeah. poop. On poop. <laughs> <laughs> Easter, <laughs> Easter poop on poop. Um, I had it comes back to where we started from. Everything's connected, <laughs> just like Marvel. Um, yeah. We have seen. Uh, I, I've seen the Christmas trees at Christmas. Oh yes. I have yet to see the shamrock for Valentine's Day. Or, <laughs> for <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> there's, there's probably a good reason for that. <laughs> probably. I have, not seen this, I have not seen the shamrock for St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> As I just hit epic fail. <laughs> So, um, yeah. I, so, Cookies and Scream, M&M's. How can we not get any better than that to end the show? You guys want to try? <laughs> nope. <laughs> then, um, I guess on that note, we're going to bring it to a close. Uh, they can find you, Brett, at Geek Happenings on Twitter. Geek underscore Happenings on Twitter, yep. Derek, NES of Geek on Twitter. Yep. And at Keepers of the Fringe. Yes. Uh, you can find me on we at Weeby oh, Geeks. Go ahead. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Actually, the Keepers of the Fringe is at K-O-T-F-R. Good correction to have. Um, <laughs> you can find me at Weeby Geeks at Wookie Radio and at the my show. What's that? Dude, don't well, you do Mar- my Marvel Geeks too? I was getting there. Oh. And, and at the 2017 Podcast Award finalist for the category of TV and film. Hey, all right, congratulations! At Marvel Geeks for Mighty Marvel Geeks. Yeah, I found out right. a couple of weeks ago that we we made the finals. Nice. Awesome. So we we are one of the final ten in the TV and film category. Wow. Cool. So we'll find out near the end of September how we did. I can't wait. So I was about to say, man, that seems like a long time away, but it isn't. <laughs> I know, no. right? It's coming back, coming and going soon. We are coming and going real soon. Yep. So, um, so yeah, I, I, we we talked about our affiliates earlier in the show. We gave the email address earlier in the show. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook at our Facebook page and Facebook group. Uh, the group is more for more more forum esque. Al- allows for easier conversations to happen than on the page because the the page it seems to be any comments you the listener makes kind of doesn't show up on the timeline where with the group it's all right there so um i would say definitely like the group or like the page but let's move the activity over to the group so because we're gonna we're gonna make them post on both on both spots especially important announcements are gonna be probably hit the page first before they hit the group so because the page also hits twitter so um if there's nothing else from you guys nope Brit? Nope. Then until next time. Want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.